4: Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Trends for May 3rd. Yeah. I'm Jack. That's Miles. We are also joined by super producers Becca Ramos and Trisha Mukherjee. Um, Yeah, yeah. Hello, hello, Hello. guys. Thank you guys for for being on mic. Um, We are obviously talking about the leaked Supreme Court opinion that suggests that the Supreme Court is about to overturn Roe. And yeah, just trying Gutting. to yeah, the, make sense of our outrage.
0: Yeah, I got and, a lot of my outrage out on tomorrow's episode, but it's my first thoughts with all of this is I'm I'm so angry that I'm so angry that I ever believe that there's p- the potential for progress, um, and I'm really frustrated by how easily things are taken away from people, especially when it relates to things so important as, like, body autonomy. And, yeah, it's... I'm, like, trying to figure out what I do with my energy. I'm I'm not, like... I see a lot of takes of, like, we, you know, like, this is what happens when you voted for Hillary, or how come RBG didn't... I, I Like, yeah, while all those things may help to answer some of the why, like, I don't know if that's the best place for my energy. Like, I feel like now I'm at a point where I'm sufficiently uh incapable of believing that the democrats can do anything that equates to protecting people, helping people like you know at 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 a level that the people who are, would most benefit from it um benefit like to it's most optimal optimal level and uh now i'm just thinking of how i can help my community, how i tap into those resources. That's just kind of my first.
2: Yeah, today felt like If we take a step back and remember summer 2020 when it was like that dystopic, you know, time of like being at your corporate desk, supposed to like answer your emails and be on your calls. And at that time I worked in advertising. So it was like, I don't know, pitch campaign work about diversity and inclusion while like you're watching people die in front of you every day that look like you. That's kind of how I felt waking up today as like a woman as a woman of color, as someone from Texas, and as someone who's, like, historically had, you know, since I hit puberty, discrimination with women's health care, you know, that's before this became a big topic that, like, Roe v. Wade would, you know, be overturned or whatever. Like, since I was 15, I've had issues at doctor's offices being heard, being seen. You know, I famously had uh, my very first gynecology appointment. I remember the doctor was my mom's doctor when she got to Texas and my mom was married when she got to Texas. So, you know, my mom didn't think anything of like whatever care that she got of that doctor, but I was coming in to get birth control for the first time and the doctor um, could not comprehend that I was getting birth control to actually prevent pregnancy. Like it was because I was too young and I wasn't married. She like truly was like, well, like, do you have, painful periods? And I was like, no. And she was like, do you have irregular periods? And I was like, no. And then it wasn't until like a few months later when I was like, I don't feel like this is doing anything for me. Like it's not working for me. I go to a different doctor and like, oh, well, she didn't prescribe you a birth control that was actually, you know, um, of a high enough dosage to prevent pregnancy. So it's like, because that doctor discriminated against me, like I could have become pregnant without choice of my own. And I felt, robbed of my own autonomy. And that just became the narrative, I think, at every doctor's appointment I've had since then. So, you know, this is not a new issue, but it is now a scarier issue. And I think as women, we are hurting because it doesn't, like you were saying, Miles, it just doesn't seem like there's nothing we can do to, like, be heard, that our rights can just be, despite us talking, despite it being very much in the polling, that we do not want this overturned as, like, the popular vote that it can just because there are white conservative men and women who do not believe in our rights to autonomy and want to create a new working class. They want to, you know, as I think it's very clear, abortions do not reduce just because it is legal or illegal. You're just going to have more unsafe abortions, which is the whole reason Bro v. Wade got passed in the first place, because there is many unsafe abortions women were dying from pregnancy, dying from lack of care. So yeah, I just, it's very emotional. It's like, it's, it's a very, you know, I, I care about many issues as, you know, a person of color in this country, as a woman in this country, but this obviously always hits close to home as someone who deals with getting bodily autonomy all the time. I, I have an IUD because I was afraid of this when this conversation started, you know, last year, I have friends who are like dealing with like do I even want to have kids anymore because of things like this? Like, I don't want to have a daughter who doesn't have proper choice or there are people I know in Texas who are adults that are like, I'm with my husband and we are, you know, pregnant. And honestly, I wasn't ready to get pregnant. I thought, you know, and now I can't get an abortion because I am past eight weeks and that's like insane. And these are even like people who have pregnancies that have issues, right. That have, you know, there is something wrong with the fetus. There is, the fetus could kill them and they cannot get abortions because some weird man decided that, oh, that fetus, that unborn fetus deserves more rights than you, the living person creating the life.
5: Yeah, I think like Becca said, I just feel just so much grief right now. Um, As Miles was saying earlier, like right now it's just so sudden and shocking that this decision is leaked that it's hard to rally yourself to you know jump on it immediately when that you're just completely overwhelmed that this is a possibility um and I think yeah just like Becca was saying there's so much of women's reproductive rights and healthcare in the past has been created or sorry um controlled by men um like even from birth control when all of these medicines are created in very you know questionable ways where they were given to women who weren't consenting and they would give them a lot of different you know um, medical conditions but then when women spoke up about it they were just completely dismissed by the men who were behind this and I think it's a very similar thing with abortion where it's like why aren't these decisions being made by men when it's really women who will have to carry a you know like Of child to term for nine months of their lives, that's not any small amount, and maybe multiple times too. And um, I think it really makes me feel let down by the US, and it makes me ashamed (laughs) in a lot of ways to be an American because uh, Colombia legalized abortion a few weeks ago, I believe, and that was a huge victory globally for reproductive rights. Um, And the US always has this. Idea of like we're the best and we're the most progressive, etc. But then, why are we going backwards while other countries around the world are going forwards? Even in Ireland, the abortion struggle is was a was a big uh, victory for reproductive rights activists, and that's a country that has really been in the trenches of you know religious um, motivations to restrict abortion. And yeah, it's just um, I know like several. Friends and family members who have had abortions in recent years. And another thing I just wanted to say is it's not easy to get an abortion even now when it's legal. And we're, at least I'm based in New York, um, where it is, uh, you know, a Democrat-run state, it's mostly liberal. You still have to wait for weeks and weeks to go to Planned Parenthood. It still costs hundreds of dollars to get an abortion at a clinic. Um, Luckily now there's amazing women doing Entrepreneurship through male um, abortions by male, which is very safe, etc. But unless these organizations, especially in southern states where abortion is at risk, that enough funding and enough support and really just all the resources we have poured into them, I think um, there's like so many lives of women um, and really anyone who can get pregnant at risk. So, yeah, I'm just I'm very devastated and. Yeah, I hope that like people, yeah, it's, it's hard to think of like what we can do since this is so up to the Supreme Court, but I hope people can mobilize as much as possible to help whoever needs an abortion get one.
4: Thank you guys both for, for speaking on, you know, on this, on what I know is a very like painful day. We, we talk a little bit on tomorrow's episode about this messaging coming from the Democratic Party that's like, and this is why you have to vote. Type shit, and that feels like it cannot be a thing that they that because I think part of the reason we're in this position is because they are using this as a thing that could happen if you don't vote for us. Like it, it feels like that that we can't let them have that like have them be like yeah well we're the other option and that that side is fucking crazy like it just feels so so shameless and like yeah. i i'm just
0: it's an insult it's insulting to say that because right you're you're almost saying that the whole process of having elected officials and like what that means for like legislation that that's moot you
4: right. know
0: if i have if there's a problem that you said you're going to solve and you have the votes to do it yet you just can't get organized enough or properly negotiate your way to get the votes and get these votes together i having a lot of trouble understanding what good you do me the regular person cuz i see the good you do pharmaceutical companies i see the exactly. good you do raytheon and lockheed martin cuz didn't you say jack joe biden was making a statement on his way to walking into like lockheed. walking
4: into a lockheed factory <laughs> like
0: that's fucking america right there we just said fuck your freedoms but hold on i got to talk to dad because we're trying to get this deal going for a lot of bang bangs to sell to because that's the priority. And look at the well, few times we have bipartisanship had to do with like arms deals. Yeah. And I think that's really revealing that, again, I think so, and there's been a few tweets to the sentiment about like, man, Congress is just an arms dealer. That's what they can, right. that's what they can get it together. That seems to be the only time they can get it together. Anything else? Fucking debt, fucking taxes, voting, for now fuck that. You need fucking bombs? Yeah, man, here's fucking nearly unanimous. I think the
2: scariest part is, obviously, if this gets overturned, it's like up to the state by state, mm-hmm. right? And it's like up to hoping that you live in a liberal enough state that will take care of you. But just to Trisha's point, you know, it you can be in a liberal-ass city like New York City and still have issues right. getting an appointment, getting all that stuff done. So, you know, like, it does feel very like paralyzing to be And it's, it's crazy to say that as someone with so much privilege, right? Like, it's like, I have an IUD, I have healthcare through my, you know, uh, work provider, Mm. like I, and I still have fears, you know, like I can't imagine being like, you know, my mom is a, is a teacher, right. She's taught K through 12, pretty much my entire life. And for a while she taught high school for like 12 years. She's in middle school right now. And she had many students be pregnant throughout the years, you know, who did not have access to healthcare, did not have access to education, who ended up having those kids and had very difficult lives because of having those kids. And that's only going to get worse from here because how many states have the, um, what's it Trigger laws. um, I think 13 have trigger laws. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Texas is one of those. I know Louisiana is one of those. Probably the whole Bible Belt. Um, That's terrifying. Someone asked me the other day, they were like you really would never move back to Texas, like, even if your partner got a job. And I said, no, because so many of my civil liberties are apprehended in that state. Like, it's mm-hmm. so, ugh, it's, all we can do right now is, sadly, because our legislators and our, you know, elected officials are not looking at our best interests as, you know, organizing locally. I can't even imagine i feel like we've protested so much the past few years since the pandemic has started and i feel like they are not listening to our you know right to free speech that it's going to come down to crowdfunding it's going to come down to those mutual aids it's going to come down to miles made a joke about this as we were getting on as to like hey do you need a ride like literally you need money crowdfunding what do you need services yeah like
0: because I can't, I, can't I can't take Nancy Pelosi seriously. That Like, yeah. I've not been able to for many years. And I, I don't think Democrats realize how bizarre they come off when you're looking at such a massive existential threat like body autonomy. And your answer is like, oh, they, they got midterms coming up. I'm sorry, what? I don't give a fuck. I give a fuck about the people in my life who are so scared that they have no basic freedoms. That shit is terrifying. Not a red wave. At this point, fucking, I'll let the red wave hit. By, by all fucking measurements, the Republicans are in power.
2: Yeah, it's clear that, like, we, you know, we voted for Joe Biden. I voted for Joe I can't speak for y'all. I voted for Joe Biden because I obviously did not want Donald Trump to be president again. But, like, what has changed? You know, and yeah. I'm not saying I was happy. I obviously was very critical of him up until and throughout his presidential process. But, you know, at this point, it's like, what's changing? You know? Right. Nothing. Nothing's changing. You're, it's not going infinitely worse, but obviously with this leak, it is. You know? It's like, what but is Biden has it confirmed
0: a lot anything. of judges. And Biden yeah. has also, he did some good stuff. And Biden is also going to do some other good stuff. That's like how people talk when you start getting, yeah. if you yeah. get in your bag in front of a big D Democrat about like, I don't know. I look at more right. people who live in terror, or about the same amount of people that live in terror than when Trump was in office.
4: Right. Mm-hmm. So what's the fucking yeah.
0: difference? I'm, if and if I can't spot that, a lot of voters will because a lot of voters can vote from their place of comfort, and many are comfortable enough where, whether that's because of their class, this isn't as big of a deal because they'll have access to health care or whatever, or they're just you know insulated where those problems aren't really getting to them.
4: Uh-huh. But healthcare and bodily autonomy, like the fact that that you know feels like a privilege in this country, is all you fucking need to know. Yeah, you know that that's a privilege in this country and not a right.
0: You have the right to die broke in this country. That's about it. <laughs> and
4: uh-huh. the Biden the the Biden sales pitch that you just cited that I absolutely bought and, you know, voted for Joe Biden because he's not Trump. And I don't want Trump to be the next president that got the most uh, votes for a Democratic presidential candidate of all time. And that, I think, seems to them to be a winning strategy. It's the only way Mm -hmm. to explain what they've done with the power they've had for the past two years, which is fucking nothing that is going to upset lobbyists and corporate donors. So their strategy is we are the good guys only in comparison to the very bad guys.
0: Yeah.
2: Exactly. It's the devil you know versus the devil you don't, you know? Like that's kind of where we're sitting. Yeah. And I'm I'm about to
0: be like, well, I'm off this devil shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cause I don't fucking I don't either one, it's bad news for everybody. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we you know, I've been I've God, can you imagine if we saw any kind of normalization of talk of alternatives? to this form of governance that we're under on tv or in the newspaper or even talk of the Mm -hmm. need for a real insurgent third party to say like guess what bro we can fuck all this up right now because we're actually trying to live for equitable outcomes for people we're not just talking about it and we get that it's complicated on the hill but we're not gonna lie to people we'll go put our bodies down to try and get those votes and if we can't then we can redouble our efforts but the hard part is the way that politics work in this country there's there's just so much to dismantle before you can get to a point where you can look at and say i think things might be able to actually reflect what people want in this version mm-hmm. because we can't mm-hmm. we got there's so much money in politics from outside like an outside spending fuck it will never will be like it, until the constituents are who these politicians are beholden to nothing's going to change and the game is set up so that the constituents are merely just like the means to the end of just staying in office.
5: Yeah, I think like in the absence of the government doing anything about it, one thing that is encouraging, even though you know we shouldn't have to rely on it, it should be the government protecting us is that there have been amazing efforts by women activists like really close to the ground, um, building networks to, you know, like drive people to places where there are abortions. In the 1960s, there was a whole network of women um, where they would put up um, ads in newspapers saying, if you need an abortion, call Jane, and they would have a number. And so there was a whole, like, um, codenamed Jane abortion network where women were really just building solidarity and helping each other get abortions. This was all before Roe v. Wade in 1973, but I think that, like, the fact that people care so much about this issue and are so dedicated to helping others get care is really important. And that said, um, those networks still exist and that activism still does exist. I think now it's especially important to focus it on women of color. Um, I think that has been ignored historically in, you know, in women's movements and in reproductive rights movements. But um, this overturning will really affect women of color, especially in southern states. and. So I think, you know, if whoever is listening to this donates, which I really hope you will, um, I'm definitely going to donate. There's a lot of amazing mutual aid funds um, that enable women of color to get free or low-cost abortions.
4: Yeah, you had researched one called Sister Song. That yeah. Seems really so, great. People should yeah. go check that out and we'll link off to it in the uh, description of this episode.
0: And. You know, these are just examples of, like, we keep ourselves safe. You know, we're turning to each other in this moment. That the fact that, you know, I know some people are like, well, what happened, Joe? Well, you can spin your wheels there, or you can get your head in the game, too. And if you're compelled to really contribute to uh, helping people get access to abortions and, and, and any kind of birth control, that these are the groups that are You know, like I'm not these aren't people who are like, yeah, I'm just lying so I can get uh, voted into city council. No, these are people whose life's work is to say, I want to ensure that people have safe access to to birth control and any kind of reproductive care. That to me is more compelling than, you know, getting into this wishful thinking of like someone coming down from the Capitol Hill and, and writing everything.
4: One point I saw people make in the context of like what things, because I think a lot of articles are being written about like this is what it was life was like before Roe and like the um so to prepare yourself, but the police state has been drastically developed in the years since the the sixties, and it's a scarier time to do anything that is like against any law because the you know, military industrial complex is now like fused with the police, basically. So that's not, the. that's just to say like the, like this needs all of us, you know, it's, a, it's, it's not a small. It's like everything, who,
0: you know, unfortunately, yeah. we're not going to be able to handle, the, you know, police violence without us figuring out, like we are the people that we can rely on. Can't. Yeah. We have, <laughs> I have not seen anything that, Makes me feel that politicians are taking this seriously. And unfortunately, especially the way our system's set up, it's only exacerbating like every other problem. And like we're looking around, like, what the fuck? How are we all being like climate change is bad, but y'all not doing anything? And this feeling is so pervasive that I feel like the next step, energetically, people need to say, you know what? You can go ahead and mourn Nancy Pelosi saving your ass and start operating in reality too, where the most effective ways we're going to be able to help each other is just through through mutual aid, through connecting to our communities and working collectively. Um, and while there are some benefits to the things that, you know, there are government services that can be offered when it comes to these bigger picture ideas, they're just there are way too many competing interests to actually just do the thing that's right for a person. You know, I think that's, that's the one part I'm trying to focus on is that there are like you're saying, Trisha, there are people that this isn't, this isn't something that, is we're just going to turn our backs to, but part of part of this fight is now. If that's the reality we're living in, then we have to be of good enough heart and spirit to say that I'm I want to at least be a cog in a wheel that is moving in a positive direction.
5: Yeah, these people on the ground, I think, are like real true heroes, um, especially just given the amount of you know hate, harassment, like death threats, and right. everything that any kind of abortion activism attracts um online kind of crazy to think by trying to save like the life of a fetus you're threatening someone like to kill someone else um but yeah so it's just truly incredible work um and so i think you know the more voices are thrown in the ring
4: especially
5: from men because it doesn't seem maybe like an issue that directly affects
2: men as much but i think this truly needs everyone yeah i mean it is a men's issue as much i mean it is a woman's issue because our bodies but it's like we don't get there by ourselves you know like it takes two to tango so to speak and yeah it's very frustrating that men feel like well it's not my body so whatever i don't have to like think about it but it's yeah like wear by condoms like do not pressure women into sex without proper contraceptive to, you know, look into vasectomies. They are reversible in the way that hysterectomies simply aren't. You know, mm-hmm. I definitely want to see more men activating. I also want to see more men willing to do their part in contraceptive care. I feel like it's right. such a narrative among men to be like, oh, I won't get a vasectomy. Yeah, like, right. no, no, no. Like, it'll hurt. Like, you know, what if I can never have kids again? It's like, well, imagine how we feel every day having to Try all these different contraceptives that honestly, there has not been enough research done and really a lot of unethical research done on how they affect our bodies and if we will become sterile and XYZ when, like, it has been proven that vasectomies are safe and reversible and cheap. You know how expensive a hysterectomy is? They have to take out your whole (laughs) part. Like, a vasectomy is an outpatient procedure. So, I do want to see more men being active vocally and also in their actions of like no more coercion of sex without condoms yeah. like it is, you know a very pervasive thing and i think the sexual health of our nation that men don't want to wear those types of contraceptives because they don't feel good and it's expected that women take on the sole burden of not getting pregnant of having the contraceptive of whatever Choosing to be celibate or not, because they're so afraid of having sex because of getting pregnant right
0: uh, it's, it's uh yeah i'm i'm just i'm at I'm at a loss for words I'm just you know yeah. and i and because I really do I see how it intersects with my own life but also gen- philosophically right like I think in people who listen to this show like we're we we try to you know, advocate for the freedom, the liberation of people, right? That no, no matter who you are, as long as you're not hurting people that however you choose to live or who you are, that that's not vilified or illegal. And to go and have these, these moments like this, you really have to refocus and realize how much we all like, we have to pull for each other because this is, they count on men sitting this shit out because it's. That's how most shit works. Why a lot of white people sat out 2020. They're like, I don't know, man. They're not fucking people like me up. That sounds like their problem. I know it's bad, but they're not fucking me. So it's less of an issue for me. And, with, and that's why we don't, that's why it's har- so hard for us to really get organized to, to help each other and advocate for each other. Because so easy to go and silo yourself off and bury your head in the sand and not want to acknowledge how terrifying this shit is. But it eventually comes to your doorstep. If it's not, if it's not this, it's going to be same-sex marriage, and if it's not that, who knows? You're going to have enough wacky people in the South to be like, "Nah, man, mixed race people are illegal."
1: We've already yeah. seen people I
0: like talk about loving and act like they didn't know if, if it's a good or bad idea to, to say, "I don't know," let them decide. It's yeah. good, yeah. If you let, if as it unravels, it will get to you no matter what, and mm-hmm. you got to, we got to have the strength to notice these moments where we have to really. Stand shoulder to shoulder, even if you don't, even if you can't be like, well, I'm not literally the person affected by it. That's not how we get through any of this shit. Because guess what? Yeah. For me to feel like, Asia, we're going to tamp down on Asian hate or black discrimination, I need white people. I need, I need other people. I need Jewish people. That's how we. That's how we create the numbers to do shit. When we start going, well, okay, well, I don't know if that's mine. It is. It is. If you give a fuck, if you have a heart then you have to fucking, you have to treat all of these attacks on people, even if they're no matter how many, how marginalized as a threat to you, because that's, that's just, the, it, it's going to hit the people on the fringes first. Then it gets to the middle. But to, yeah. to act ignorant and say, well, that's not a problem. It's going to be to our own detriment.
5: There's um, a statistic that one in four women in the U.S. will get an abortion by age 45. So like one in four. So chances are, You know, someone, you know, has Mm -hmm. had to get an abortion or has thought about it. Um, And chances are, maybe they haven't said anything or maybe you don't know because there's so much stigma around it. But I think, yeah, just like anyone (laughs) could get into this situation and it could be someone you love. In fact, likely it is. So it's like, yeah, we need compassion there and we need to feel invested
4: yeah I think there's an, there's a an urgency problem with a certain part of the population that um, is more prone to the just vote and vote blue no matter who type uh talking points and like that's i would I would just think before that is your answer to this and uh, you give that out and maybe maybe talk to some people who might be affected uh, by this or could potentially be affected by this before you start. Giving out solutions that uh, have been there for uh, you know, 50 years and have not uh, helped us avoid this exact situation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's violent to even say some shit like that, to be like, yeah, we got to vote at this point. No, no, no. We're not doing that. Yeah, we're not doing that. But they're, the <sighs> threats are too real to so many people. And I don't know if maybe, th- I don't know if like, because you know, so many different communities in this country. Feel the stakes, to like the threats that that they face. Whether you're poor or you're in the LGBTQIA community or a person of color, a woman, whatever. But I don't know if this, if there, if somehow this can help people move a little bit forward to understanding like what the actual stakes are for everybody, and not just being like, well, then if, if the Republicans gonna, they it's all they're already overturning it, so you don't even have the threat of overturning Roe anymore to motivate somebody so yeah any anything that isn't like when we're not going to hear it of them being like we completely fucked up and we need to do better
4: yeah a lie that they do love to tell about themselves is that they are the moral majority uh they did that a lot in the 70s which keeps coming up because i guess we're like moving backward through time and so now we're like i don't don't even know if the 70s i guess we're headed for the 50s but That's not true. They're not the majority. No. There are more of us than there are of them. There was somebody on MSNBC uh, who is pro life that said that eight out of 10 Gen Zers believe Roe should be overturned. Um, Which (laughs) I'm sure. Shut the fuck up. Was that a fucking boomer with like a million kids? I'd love to know what eight out of 10
2: kids they found. Yeah.
4: What 10 kids they found. uh, We found eight and we put them in a group of uh, two others. (laughs) Two other kids who.
0: Or actually Gen Z people and are represent them. But yeah, yeah, great job, MSNBC. Please platform the pro-life people at a time when this is in the news. Yeah. No, really good. But bro. pass the mic that way. They need to hear it because they're right. Oh wait, no. They're living out their political fantasy.
2: Yeah, right. pro life has never been pro-life. It has been pro-control, yeah, pro creating a working class, pro, you know everything bad because if you were truly pro-life the adoption system wouldn't be the way it was Healthcare would look a lot different and people would not be dying from failed pregnancies mm-hmm. like it's just it's it's not yeah it's not that you care nothing about the pro-life. baby after they're born <laughs> you yeah, actually yeah, no. like do something to
0: care they're like oh what about
2: nothing pro-life
0: m- uh, mortality in black mothers no okay yeah that's exactly. that's not exponentially higher but and again, and I mean and I feel like we say versions of this all the time and I think that's why like th- this I-, I don't know I don't know how quickly we can get people, majority of people talking about like seriously that these people are a bunch of fuck ups. Like a lot of people have been saying. And I don't know how many more times you need to watch this happen before you're like, yo, I think this shit's bad. Right. But it's bad. It's fucking it's this bad. It really is. And I think people need to I don't know, man. We just got to, we just, we, we need to really take this breath. Uh, but we really need to be there for each other going forward. Cause I, I really see that as, that's, that's the thing that's giving me any kind of comfort is to look at the people I'm looking at right now on this call and saying, I know these people get it. I know other people that get it. We need to be more vocal so we can see that there, we are all out here because it's so yeah. easy to see some shit like this and think, oh man, we're out, we're outnumbered but only 30% of the country articulated that they wanted to overturn Wade or, yeah, yeah in yeah,
4: polling like for many polls not just a poll like poll consistently yeah. that, that is the truth of who uh, the people in this country actually are alright well Trisha, Becca thank you guys so much for coming on um, really appreciate it yeah um, and we're uh, back tomorrow with a whole ass yep. episode of the show. Until then, be kind to each other, uh, help each other, donate to mutual aid networks. Don't do nothing about white supremacy, and we will talk to y'all tomorrow. Fight
0: more of us. Bye.
2: Happy Pride from Tomboy X.